It's amazing how things can change in the world. You go to bed at night and wake up in the morning to a full-scale military invasion in your world. You can wake up to the news stations covering tragedy and death. You can wake up to articles and live videos on Facebook covering something that is admittedly very scary, and it can fill you with fear, anxiety, and worry. So what do we do about it? This is more to the story with your host, James Jones. I'm sure it has affected maybe your family. Everybody knows somebody that might be overseas right now. And what can we do about it where we are at? Yeah, our hearts and our prayers go out to the country of Ukraine and the surrounding countries, everybody that's involved in this conflict. And we pray that God would bring peace. So we know that God is able. I know that we have a a good number of listeners in in Europe. We have listeners in Germany and France and the United Kingdom. And so you guys are close to what is going on right now. Our prayers are with you. Thank you for um, being a part of this family. And hopefully this can be a blessing to you today. I'm thankful to have my wife with me on this week's episode. So we're going to talk about fear and, and faith and anxiety and stress and worry and which report do we listen to and what do we need to do to keep ourselves to keep our mental state good during everything that's going on so hopefully we can we can be a blessing to you today so let's just go ahead and get real started in Matthew chapter 8 verse 23 I'm going to have my wife read a few verses Matthew 8:23 through 26 says and when he was entered into a ship his disciples followed him And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The first thing that that I notice about this passage here, we've, we've heard this preached on, we've read this, um, this is taught in Sunday school. This is taught in adult Bible studies. This is preached on in main services. And I think in just reading this passage, I think it's important to note first that the Bible said in verse 23 that Jesus entered into the boat and the disciples followed him Okay, into this boat that eventually ended up in this storm. And so they followed Jesus into this boat and into this storm. It it wasn't their mistake. It wasn't their choice. It wasn't um, stupid decisions on their part. They were following Jesus, but Jesus led them into this storm. And so I think there's a great misconception that we can sometimes adopt in our minds that if we're following God and we're living for the Lord and following Jesus, that the skies are going to be blue all the time and the sun is going to be shining all the time. But that's not the case. But Jesus has an has a goal for your life and a will and a plan and a purpose for your life. And and he's going to lead you through things that are going to push you towards that purpose that are going to strengthen you for that goal. And so Jesus led them into the storm, but um, this, the, the storm apparently was so large and so great that everybody was terrified. 
Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the ship and the disciples were up top and they were trying to do everything that they could to stay afloat. And apparently this storm was so bad that it was threatening to break apart the ship, threatening to sink them and take them under. And it would have killed them. That would have meant certain death for everybody on board. And the Bible says that they were fearful. They were full of fear and they were so afraid they thought they were going to die. Okay, so they are full of fear. They are scared out of their minds. They are afraid. And and, and first thing that I want to say is that the storm uh, was not there to kill them. They were afraid. They thought that they, when they went down to Jesus, they said, do you not care that we're going to die? This storm is going to kill us. But the storm was not there to kill them, but it was there for the purpose of scaring them, putting fear in their hearts because that storm could not have taken the boat under. When Jesus was on board this ship, there was, there was no way that storm was going to take the boat under because no storm has the power to make Jesus sink and no devil can sink the Lord. It wasn't there to drown them or kill them. It was there to make them fearful. It was there to make them fearful because fear is not just an emotion. It is not just an emotion. So if you want to read that, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Jesus did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And so it's more than just an emotion, but it is a, it is a spirit. Now, there is an emotion of fear. Uh, that is completely normal. There is a, a natural fear that is good. If you're walking down the street and a mean looking dog comes at you growling and barking and, and, and you feel fear, that, that, that's good. You're going to have a fight or flight response. You're either going to run and jump a fence or you're going to try to fight the dog off. And that's a natural emotion that we have. But, but what I want to talk about is there is a, a spirit of fear that comes from the enemy and it comes from the devil. He wants to make you fearful, full of fear. And he wants to do that for this reason. The devil wants to make you afraid for this one reason, control. Because if the devil can get us to live in fear, then we are no longer living in faith. You limit your power. Yes. Yes. Because when you're not living in faith, when once we leave living in faith, we are handicapping our power with God and hindering our walk with God. Because faith is the currency of the kingdom. And Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And then Paul said that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if the devil takes our faith, then he takes our walk and he controls how far we can go in the spirit because you can only go so far walking in your own sight and it takes walking in faith to go further into the spirit. And so that's why the devil will send storms not to kill you, but to make you full of fear because he wants to control your walk and he wants to control your potential. Okay. I don't know where you're at listening to this right now or what time of day or night it may be, but you can put point to yourself and say, I have potential in God that 
Um, I have not seen the greatest thing I've seen in church or God has not used me in the greatest way he wants to use me yet. There is still potential for me, for my future in God. And the devil knows that if he can take your faith and replace it with fear, that he's limiting and controlling your potential in the spirit. Okay. We've all heard the, the, heard the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. And, and so God created everything in, in, in six days. He created man on the sixth day. He places man into this garden. This was God's garden. It was a, a paradise. It was a perfect garden. And, and he puts Adam and Eve into this garden and gives them their responsibilities to take care of the garden, to name the animals and, and, and so on. And Adam and Eve are living in this paradise and in God's garden when something happens because um, when God placed them into this garden, he gave them one rule, one law. Uh, Every tree you can eat from, you can eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except for this one tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you cannot eat of it. But something happens and, and, and the enemy, the devil, makes his way into the garden and he wraps himself around the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The one thing that Jesus said no to, or God said no to, um, that's where the devil uh, plants himself and positions himself. And he has a conversation with Eve. And he says, did God really say this? Okay. And, and, and he starts it out by trying to make her doubt. Because in order to make you afraid, he's got to take your fear. He's got to take your faith. In order to put fear into your spirit, he's got to take your faith. And, and so he begins to plant doubt into her mind. And now she's no longer believing, well, maybe God didn't say that, or maybe I heard wrong, or maybe we misunderstood. Did God really say that? And he's making her doubt the words of God. And eventually he convinces her and she takes a bite of the fruit and she turns and gives it to Adam and Adam and eats as well. They immediately recognize that they're naked and they're embarrassed and they're afraid. And so they try to cover themselves with fig leaves and things like that. And this is where we're going to pick up. I want to read this verse, Sister Rand, if you will, in Genesis 3 and 10. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. They sinned. The very first sin, sin enters into humanity. They realize that they're naked and then they're exposed and they're ashamed and embarrassed by it. But then they hear God walking in the garden, calling their name, and they hide from him. And when God asks them, why were you afraid? Why were you hiding from me? Adam said, I heard you. I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And so the ver- this is the very first time we read about fear in the Bible. It's right here in Genesis 3. And it is introduced as one of the first consequences of sin. Okay? So fear in reference to humanity came after sin and not before. Fear came only when man and women, uh, they took their eyes off of the Lord and put their eyes onto that snake, the devil. And fear came when they believed the report from the snake instead of believing God's report. And so, and so here's a powerful principle. Romans says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if faith is gained and lost by what you are hearing, then faith comes from listening to the words of God and fear comes from listening to the lies of the devil. 
Faith comes from listening to God and fear comes from listening to the devil. And I want to say this and then I, and, and, and I want to explain what I mean here. I'd, I, I've never talked about this before actually to anybody. This is something I've been rolling around in my head and, and hopefully I can make it make sense uh, on here. But we must guard ourselves from believing the report of fear from a world that we've been called out of because the snake was able to make Eve doubt. He was able to take her faith in God away and it, it eventually made them afraid and, and, and they, they messed up. But the snake, the serpent was not from the garden, but the Bible said that he was the most subtle beast of the field. And, and we know that Adam and Eve were taken out of the field and placed into the garden. And so the field was another, uh, was not part of the garden. The garden was a separate place. This was God's place. This was paradise. This is where uh, God put them to, to care for this garden. He took them out of the field and put them into the garden. They were called out of the field and into the garden. And here comes the snake into, the, into God's garden from the field, he comes into this new place bringing a report from, from another world. And so the snake wraps himself around the tree and, and he gives them the report from the field, from a place that Adam had been called out of, from a place that God had brought Adam and Eve out of. And we need to be careful that we do not listen to reports of fear and, and, and anxiety and worry and depression and negativity from a world we've been taken out of, from a world we've been called out of. God pulled us out of sin. God pulled us out of the world. And so when the devil comes in from the field, when the devil comes in from the world with the report, that's not God's report. We live in the garden. We live in the presence of God. We're full of the Holy Ghost. We're part of the body of Christ. And so every time the devil comes in, he's bringing a report that's, not, that, that's from another world. I hope I can make that make sense, but we must guard ourselves from that. Jesus has called us out of this world. So yes, we, we must guard ourselves from that, believing reports of fear from a world that we've been called out of, allowing the news and the world to give you reports that, that fill you with fear, reports that take your eyes off of the Lord and, and, and put them on what the enemy is, is doing. And, and Miranda, you can chime in anytime if you have anything to say. I guess something that I would have to say is that every time something happens like this globally, and I can't quite remember, I've been trying to think about what it was just in the past week since it's blown up with Ukraine, what it was previously that made me do this. But I delete my Facebook almost every time because it gives me anxiety and it gives me fear. And I know that it's not from God. And it seems like every time um, I tend to get into my Bible more and read more and there has been scriptures and that's what I've been pulling up and why I've been so silent this whole time is because there's been scriptures that I memorized during times like that that gave me more of a peace and made me realize why I don't need to dwell on that because God has a purpose and a plan as to why this is all unfolding before our eyes anyway and it's not my place to dwell on that but to make sure I am in the will of God and where I need to be during that moment Mm -hmm. so very good so here's what I'm not saying when I say don't listen to the report of the devil don't listen to the report of the world um I'm not saying live under a rock. 
And I'm not saying put your blindfolds on and be completely oblivious to what is happening. No, that's, that's not a good idea because the church needs to be informed as to what is happening. I've been seeing pictures on Facebook uh, all last week saying pray for Ukraine and, and the churches there, and I'm thankful that we have the media coverage and technology that we do because now the church can be informed as to which part of the body is hurting and we can bind together and, yes, pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine on the other side of the world. We can pray for them and our prayers can reach them and the body can and, and we can help. Our prayers will be a benefit to them. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, an, an example, Peter in prison, he was set to be executed. It, it, they had just killed James and Peter had been arrested and they were going to be executing him. It was a dark moment, but thank God somebody told the church about it and the church started to pray and Peter was delivered. And so it's good that we stay informed. That way we can pray and lend our prayers, but, but we must guard against the spirit of fear and anxiety. We must not lose our boldness, the boldness that says God is bigger than this. And we must not lose our trust in God, the trust that says no matter what happens tomorrow, God is in control, right? So we trust God's will. We trust God's way. We trust God's word. We trust God, God himself. Regarding the whole Facebook thing that I said earlier, you know, I do delete that and I do bring it back as well. But it is very important also is where you are getting your sources from. And same goes, you know, with the word of God, whose report are you are you going to believe? And I think it's very important that, like you said, to to become informed and to know that, but also to know where you are getting your information, whether it's from somebody who is negative, that's just there to cause fear and the propaganda of it all, or whether it's people that are in the battle themselves that can tell you. Yeah. Yeah, no matter where you get your report from, always match it up with the report of God because we trust him. We trust the Lord. And there's never been a battle that God couldn't win. There's never been a mountain too big. There's never been a valley too low. There's never been a night too dark. There's never been a storm too fierce. There's never been a problem too complicated. There's never been a situation that was too hopeless. There's never been a question unanswerable. There's never been a disaster too dire. Amen. Hell has never made God sweat. And there's not an army big enough. There's not a giant tall enough. There's not a devil strong enough. There's not a government mean enough. And there's not a political leader uh, wise enough to make God worry about tomorrow because hell cannot stop God's plans and hell cannot stop God's church. And so the devil will never prevail against the church, but the church will survive and the kingdom of God will continue. That's the fact, is that God is in control, and God is taking care of this, and nothing can stop God. Nothing can sink the church. Um, if, we'll, if we'll keep our eyes on Jesus, everything's going to be okay. Jesus is going to uh, deliver us from this. Remember, the disciples followed Jesus into that storm. And so if Jesus leads you into a place or if Jesus leads you into a storm, he can lead you out of the storm. And so we, we want to be an encouragement to somebody today, no matter where you are, that, that God is, is still on the throne and God is still in control. And if you'll trust him, if you'll keep your eyes on him, he can give you peace in the middle of all that chaos and he can, he can give you the help that you need. He really can 
I'm thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful for the Lord. We, we remember the story of Peter walking on water. That's a tremendous feat. That's a tremendous thing to be able to walk on top of the water in a storm because he's seen Jesus and he said, Lord, if it's you, let me come out there. Bid me to come. And Jesus told him to come. He steps out and he's walking on the water during the storm and everything's good until he took his eyes off of God and he looked at the waves and the wind and the rain and the storm, everything that was going on around him. When he focused his attention on it and took his eyes off of God, he began to sink because fear will sink you but faith will empower you to walk over and through your obstacles. And so it's, it's faith or fear. Which one do you want? Because you can't have both. Because you can't have both. Thank you for listening, guys. We appreciate your um, joining us and letting us talk with you for a little bit. Hopefully this is a blessing and an encouragement. And our prayers are with you every day. We are praying for you guys. Uh, in Europe, in Ukraine, in Russia, everything that's going on. We are praying that God's hand would be over you and God's protection would be there. All of the military um, that has been deployed there from other countries, our prayers are with them that God's, that the peace of God would be there. In Jesus' name, thank you for listening. God bless. They followed Jesus into the storm. It wasn't their mistake. <laughs> oh, help me, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't realize that was your part. <laughs> yeah, well, she's taking over. <laughs>